Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Monday, May 23rd, 2022, and this episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll briefly touch on the remaining games at the end of the show and extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick and one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As you go through the plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so I'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling your wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. I mentioned here at the top, these projections, I've added that to the sheet if y'all want to check that out. Some of you maybe seen it. It's in the tab next to the summary when it's called teams. Also shows a breakdown of how my picks have gone for each team. Some teams I'm doing really well on, some teams I'm not. Um, if you want to use that to your advantage, as you're listening to what I say, go for it. Obviously, I see that too, so I'm trying to make the right adjustments. Uh, if you if you don't think I am, then you know do that what you will. Or if you think I'm doing well with a team, you want to ride that more. You know, go for it. So I'm just putting all that out there. And I also have those projections. I have the entire rotation projection, which isn't really overly helpful, just something I thought was fun. I have the bullpen projections and I have the offense projections, and then I've added each starting pitcher projection to the each day tab. Um, all of those I'm using uh, the plus scaling system, which is uh, same as IQ scaling system, if you're familiar with that. I, the 100 is average, and then every 15 above and below is one standard deviation. So when you get two standard deviations beyond that, it's very extreme. You just see a couple of those in there. The A's offense is one of them. That's very, very bad. Uh, so I've added that there. Something for you to check out in the sheet. Uh, link for that is on the website, and it's in the show description. And before we get to today's slate, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and the only way to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. I'm going to get right to it here. No day games today. 635 Eastern first pitch. Rockies at the Pirates. Chad Kuehl versus JT Brubaker. A pitcher in Chad Kuehl who has pitched well this year and is rising in my rankings against Brubaker who's Projects very average, but has pitched below average so far this year. It'll be a chilly night in Pittsburgh, low 60s. No real rain or wind to speak of there. Model thinks this is a toss-up game. So I'm going to ride with the Rockies at plus 127. I think these odds are just way too high. This does account for the fact that the Rockies' bats do not travel well. So I've coded that into the model, and it still thinks a toss-up game. It thinks that the Rockies' offense is much better than the Pirates' offense, even in spite of their road woes. It projects Kuehl to be a worse pitcher, but so far this year, Kuehl's been the better pitcher between the two. And so I think there's a lot to like here at, at a number like plus 127, just too much value to pass up on. I don't like backing the Rockies on the road. But this number is just too juicy. Plus 127. It's a B pick for me on the Rockies. I can't get to an A pick just out of principle with the Rockies on the road. But the Pirates 
are not good. The Rockies are going to win some road games, and these are the types of road games that they're going to have a better chance of winning as opposed to when they're going to L.A. and San Francisco and San Diego, which they travel to a lot. 7-5 Eastern first pitch, Dodgers at the Nationals. Tyler Anderson versus Yohan Adone. Adone is a pitcher we faded a lot. His projection and his uh, advanced metrics are not as bad as his results, but they are still very bad. His results are just somehow worse. I said it before, he's a guy that shouldn't be pitching in the major leagues right now. It just kind of shows where the Nationals as a team are. I think this is a very bad matchup for him. I know I'm, I'm, I'm uh, talking crazy, right? Bad pitcher versus uh, best offense in baseball. It's a bad matchup, right? I think he's going to get hit around a lot. The Dodgers will throw Tyler Anderson out there. Guy who's had an okay season. His underlying metrics kind of match that. His projection's a little bit worse than he's performed. I'm a little higher on him than his projection is, mainly because the Dodgers and the Giants both are, are two teams that kind of seem to get the most out of their starting pitchers, it seems like. And so I don't think – I'm not quite as down on Anderson as the projection is. I think he's probably a little closer to league average than the number indicates. It'll be a chilly night in Washington around the mid-60s. No win to speak of. But this is a game that I'm not sure they can get nine innings in. It may not even happen at all. It may just get completely postponed. By the end of the night, it's likely going to be very, very wet. And so with that in mind, I did initially play Dodgers run line with an A grade. I think the Dodgers are going to score plenty. And I don't think the Nationals offense is good enough to hurt Tyler Anderson. Maybe a weaker pitcher, but Anderson being... Very meh, either league average. It's performed a little bit better than league average. It projects a little bit worse, but around that league average mark is, um, you know, uh, facing the Nationals is a, is a great recipe for a pitcher like that that can really boost their stats. I see the Dodgers winning this one handily. That rain comes through like it looks like it will. This is a game that probably only goes six innings, maybe seven. I'm assuming the Dodgers are going to be up something like six to one, six to two, and they're going to call it, and they're not going to come back. They're just going to say it's a completed game after six or seven. And with that in mind, any run line play is going to be no action. You could take the money line because if it does make six or seven, the money line will be graded. It'll be the only thing that's graded, though, of all plays. So it's just other than the first five, right? So it's a situation where if you're if you're looking full game, I, I like in that run line, but as I look deeper in the weather, I realize that I think that was kind of a mistake. So instead, my official pick listed in the sheet, I'm going to go Dodgers first five instead to win at minus 140. It is kind of steep odds. But again, I just do not see the Dodgers offense struggling against Adone. I see them putting up several runs early on. I want to get our money after five and move on. Although, again, especially if you're a parlay-type player, throwing the Dodgers money line into something, not a bad idea. You might also, they're still considered the first five, though, because generally you have to pay um, a little bit steeper of a price when you're fading a bad pitcher, but I don't think um, you'll have to pay quite that price in this situation. So just some other things to keep an eye on there. And what I think is an easy Dodgers win, but I'm concerned is a game that either doesn't happen or it's just one that gets called early because that rain coming through the area. Orioles at the Yankees, 705 Eastern first pitch. Jordan Lyles versus Garrett Cole, a rematch of what we saw last week. I had the uh, first five under there. 
And that's where I'm going back to again. First five under four, even money. A grade pick for me in that one. Lyles gave up, I believe it was a three run home run in the first, and then completely shut down the Yankees after that. Cole, of course, as I mentioned before, has really started to figure it out and is pitching very well again. I really like the under in this one. The Yankees played two games yesterday. If there's any effect off that Sunday night baseball, um, I don't want to say curse, just kind of the, it's not a curse. It's just wearing on the body, playing those night games and have come back and played the next day, especially played two games yesterday. Um, you know, they're not obviously traveling across the country here, but if it's just one of those things where the other team has rest, there's a little bit of a disadvantage there. It's probably more so going to affect the hitters, which is another reason why I like this under. And I'm going first five under four. The Yankees bullpen has been very bad. Yesterday we had the White Sox under team total in that night game. And Severino goes out and throws seven shutdown innings and the bullpen promptly gives up five. In the first game, Chapman gives up where Chapman's been struggling a lot this year. I don't know if that's going to continue. Bullpens are very fickle. They're very volatile. You, you tend to need about three seasons worth of data on a reliever before you can really feel confident about projecting. So I'm not going to make too much about this one month. It's just one of those things seem to be unsettled and I don't know what's happening there. And I just kind of want to stay away from it. Right. Um, the Orioles bullpen also projects poorly. They've done, they've actually done better. Almost kind of has flipped, right? They project worse, but they've performed better. The Yankees bullpen has performed worse, but they project better. I just want to avoid the bullpens. Lyles again is a guy we've talked about. He doesn't project very well, but he's pitched better this year. That's because he has a lot of years, especially recent years, from not pitching well. But again, as I mentioned before, he seems to be kind of he seems to have kind of found it again. And when he loses it, it's going to go, and he's going to be very very bad. But right now, I'm just going to keep riding that. I'm going to keep riding Cole. First five under four, even money, a grade play for me. Weather wise, no real effect. It'll be around 70 degrees. Winds will be blowing across, but very slightly. So I'm not touching. Uh, I'm not I'm not concerned about any weather effects there one way or the other. And then on the game, the model says Yankees minus 284, which is, again, we're getting to these high numbers, a number that I would not lay minus 310 with Yankees. I wouldn't want to lay run line in a game that has a total of seven and a half. Orioles plus 275, if you're looking for an underdog, isn't crazy. If it's a low-scoring game, anything can happen. I believe in this matchup last week, it turned out to be something like Yankees three to two, but it just seems like a tall ask to go against Cole with the way he's pitching right now. So I'm staying away from the side and just focusing on that first five under. Phillies at the Braves, 720 Eastern first pitch, Zach Wheeler versus Tucker Davidson. Zach Wheeler, who has really figured it out and looked fantastic recently. His advanced metrics are even better than his season numbers are. Tucker Davidson, a pitcher who projects around league average, his advanced metrics are not great. His ERA this year, even worse, only in two games. So it's hard to know what that necessarily means. But it's a situation where I don't really know what I'm going to get from him. And as I talked about with the Phillies, I don't really know what I'm going to get with their bats either. Weather-wise, will be around 70 degrees in Atlanta. A chance of rain. Winds will be blowing across or out to left fields, dying down by the end of the game. So probably not too much of an effect there. 
And either way, we saw yesterday in Philadelphia a hot day with winds blowing out and they couldn't score. So uh, clearly this Phillies offense, um, if they couldn't take advantage of the elements yesterday against a below average pitcher, in Gonsolin, I don't, and, and, a, and a mostly beat up Dodgers bullpen at this point. Um, I, I'm not sure I'm concerned about a slight breeze that's maybe across here tonight in Atlanta. Model says Phillies minus 123, no real edge on either side. Game total is eight. Like I said, though, I really don't know what I'm going to get out of Tucker Davidson. And I don't know what I'm going to get out of the Phillies offense. So I'm going to isolate the other side and I'm going to go Braves under three and a half. It's plus 101. It's a B pick for me. Only a B pick simply because I don't really trust the Phillies bullpen. And on top of that, the Braves offense is very good and it can get going. But I really want to ride Zach Wheeler. It's a pick I like. I think this is a good investment here. Braves team total under. Just couldn't quite get there to the A play. 7.45 Eastern first pitch, Blue Jays at the Cardinals. Jose Barrios versus Miles Michaelis. Jose Barrios, a pitcher who kind of feels like I blinked and all of a sudden he's a league average pitcher. He, he's done, he's performed worse than league average so far this year. His underlying metrics align with his ERA, so it's not like he's been unlucky I mean, this is kind of what he is. I project him going forward to be a little better than he's been, but not by a lot. And this was a guy who, I guess just in the back of my mind, I always had as a really good pitcher. And all of a sudden, it, it's that's not the case. Blue Jays' offense still pretty good, though, at least better than the Cardinals' offense. But Miles Michael is a pitcher who's performed very well this year. His underlying metrics, of course, not as good as his 168 ERA, but his underlying metrics still very solid and well above average. I project him to be obviously not as good as he's been this year, but so far he's just been a real fun pitcher to watch. Weather-wise, we're going to be in the mid-60s to start low-60s to close. Maybe a slight breeze blowing in, but it'll be probably five miles an hour or under, so no real wind effect. Model says Cardinals minus 118. I think this number here at minus 114 is a little short, so I'm back in the Cardinals on the money line. Minus 114, B grade for me. Couldn't quite get there to an A pick. If you get under minus 110, it's an A grade. Anything in the minus one teens is a B grade for me. I wouldn't really want to get too much into the 120s. Cardinals are at home. Michaelis is the better pitcher. I think that kind of offsets the advantage that the Blue Jays offense has over the Cardinals offense. I think looking at this, maybe we're in a little bit of a window where Barrios is getting a little bit too much respect because of what he had done in the past, the potential, all the, you know, all, all that other stuff. When in reality, if you didn't put his name there and you just showed me these numbers, I wonder if this number wouldn't be higher. So I think there's some value on the Cardinals here. Minus 114 B pick for me. If that number drops, I'd recommend it as an A grade. 18 Eastern first pitch guardians at the Astros, Zach Plesak versus Luis Garcia. Luis Garcia with his 335 ERA this season. Underlying metrics a tiny bit worse, but still above average versus Plesak, who's below average on ERA, even worse on his underlying metrics. Definitely a starting pitcher edge for the Astros here. The Astros, of course, have a much better offense. They have a much better bullpen, and they're at home, and that's the reason why the model thinks the Astros should be a minus 182 favorite, of course, the books know the same things we do. 
and show and and so I, I'm showing no edge on either side. Laying a price like Astros minus one ninety, it's just kind of steep. I mean, if I had to go one way or the other, that's the way I'd go. But it's just a really steep price. I don't love doing that because that's that's basically we're, we're within rounding error of the price. That even if I win two out of three at that price, I'm basically breaking even. Winning two out of three is. I'll just put it this way: winning two out of three is tough enough that in baseball, very few teams can actually do that. So it's 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 not easy. It's just a high price. So I'm staying away from the side. Total's eight and a half. I don't know how many runs the Astros are going to score off of Plesak. I think they can score a lot. So I just don't want to be invested in the game total. I'll isolate the Guardians under three and a half. It's at minus 122. That's an A grade for me. Y'all know I like Luis Garcia. His last start out was poor, but I expect him to bounce back. I don't think he's nearly as bad as that was and that was also against the Red Sox offense that's seemingly getting it going and putting it together here this Guardians offense is nowhere near that caliber the the Guardians got two yesterday off of a very weak pitcher I think Garcia can shut them down the Astros pitching staff has been pretty good this year uh, we've made a lot of money in the Astros, whether it's totals or backing them. I think the price is too high to back them, but this is a way I think we can back them at a much better price by taking the Guardians under three and a half at minus 122. A pick for me on that one. 940 Eastern first pitch Brewers at the Padres. Adrian Hauser versus Nick Martinez. Two pitchers that project right around average. Hauser's had better numbers this year than Martinez, but I project Martinez to be a little bit better going forward, but not much to say about either one of these guys. I don't think either one's great, but neither one of them are horrible. Weather will be around 60 degrees, so a standard night in San Diego, no wind to speak of. Model thinks Padres minus 113, so I'll back the Padres at minus 106. B pick for me. I, I almost gave this an A grade. I just can't get to an A pick backing Nick Martinez. If you feel more confident in Nick Martinez, then fire away and upgrade that to an A pick in your book. For me, I'm just a little concerned. His underlying metrics are a little bit worse than his ERA is. I project them to be closer to what the underlying metrics show, which is, again, barely better than league average. Against the Brewers offense, that's pretty solid. I like the Padres. I think they win. I think minus 106 is really short. I just can't quite get there to an A grade. So it's a B pick for me in the Padres at minus 106. I'm playing the Padres. Really anything up to minus about 115. Then it becomes a tougher ass. By the time you get to 120, it's a pass for me, depending on how the number moves throughout the day. 940 Eastern first pitch athletics at the Mariners, Zach Logue versus Marco Gonzalez. You've got a pitcher in Gonzalez who, as I mentioned last time, just projects worse and worse every time through. Don't be fooled by his 308 ERA. His advanced metrics are much worse than that. I don't project him to be as bad as they've been, but he's been very lucky this year so far. He's not a great pitcher versus Zach Logue, who has a 204 year right now. Of course, it's only in 17 innings. 
but one who's much closer to league average. And in fact, when I project below average, both these offenses are below average. Kind of gives you a hint as to where I'm going. The model says Mariners minus 148. I don't think it's crazy to back the A's on the money line, especially depending on what the number does. If this number gets out above plus 150, especially if it accidentally gets into the plus 160s, I think the A's would be a side to back here. Not necessarily that I think they will win. Again, I think the Mariners win this about 60% of the time. But a situation where uh, I, I don't think the price is justified, given that the A's have the better starting pitcher in my mind. Instead, I'll take the total under. It's seven. Only a B pick for me. It is close to even money. I do like those odds. I like the push protection there, especially if we end up with a 3-3 game. We're just hoping for one run in extras. I just can't quite get to an A pick on this one for two reasons. Number one, like I said earlier, not neither pitcher is very good. Number two, the A's, they haven't really been an over team lately, but they've been less of an extreme under team, if that makes sense. Their offense still very bad, but has actually put up a couple of runs lately. Their bullpen has shown some holes in it so it's just a situation where i like under seven i think this is a low scoring game but there are enough factors here that make me a tiny bit nervous that i can't quite make this an a play i think under seven is the right way to go b pick i like it i just don't love it 940 eastern first pitch Royals at the diamondbacks at grinky versus zach davies two pitchers who have performed a little different than their underlying metrics suggest. The underlying metrics suggest they've they should be about equal. I project Grinky to be a little better than Davies based off of previous year's work. Grinky's overperformed his metrics. Davies has underperformed them. Maybe a slight edge to Grinky, but not by much. Diamondbacks offense, while below average, projects better than the Royals offense. The Diamondbacks bullpen. As we talked about not good, I think as long as we can just keep Melanson out of the game, we'll be mostly okay. At some point, the Diamondbacks have to decide if they're just going to move on from Melanson or if Stromy can do his work as a as a fantastic pitching coach and get him back right. I just don't know if Melanson has anything left in the tank. So my only fear in this game is Melanson being involved, but I will say that the drop-off from starting pitcher to reliever is about the same for both teams. So not a situation where I'm really saying, oh, if I'm going to back the Diamondbacks, it has to be first five. Because, again, the Diamondbacks bullpen is bad, but I don't think it's it's a, it's a drop-off to both, but it's, not a, it's about the same drop-off. As opposed to a situation where if we were going against a team who had a great bullpen – I would say, oh, well, now there's such a discrepancy. It's either full game to fade the Diamondbacks or first five to back them. But here I think that kind of doesn't play into it. Model says Diamondbacks minus 124. I'll take the Diamondbacks minus 106, and it's an A play for me. We've kind of struggled with the Diamondbacks here lately. They seem to kind of zig when we zag. It's not a situation where the models just always hated them or always loved them. When that happens, I get very concerned about what's going in the model, what it's missing. Um it's built to pick up on injuries, how teams play without certain players, you know, Phillies without Harper. We talked about it's, you know, it's picking up on things like that. 
And so when it always says one way or the other, I start to get a little bit concerned. But in this case, it's not been that with the Diamondbacks. We have struggled with them, but it's just been more of a zigzag situation where their bullpen's done great in situations where I haven't trusted it and it's kind of struggled when I have. So it's not a situation that I think is really predictive going forward. So I don't see us continuing to struggle with the Diamondbacks because there's nothing systemic about it, in my opinion. Model thinks the Diamondbacks should be relatively large favorites, relatively large favorites here, and, and so much as one can be when Zach Davies is on the mound for you. In that minus 125 range, at minus 106, I think it's a fantastic number, A grade for me. And like I said, you could look first five if you just don't want to trust the Diamondbacks bullpen. But like I said, I just don't think that you're gaining much, and you are giving up a little bit on the odds because the fact that you've gone from a dime line to your standard minus 110 on each side by going to the first five innings play. So having a bet into a market with more VIG is not one that I'm excited about, especially when I just don't think we're gaining anything because it's not like the Royals have a good bullpen either to drop off from Greeky to their pen as well. So I'd rather have the extra time, the extras the last four innings for the Diamondbacks to show that they are the superior team, especially when, again, as much as their offense is not great, it's still better than the Royals. And so I'd rather go full game on this one. Minus 106, A grade pick for me. And that takes us to extra innings, the remaining games that are all C picks. These are all leans, all games that this is where I'm going if forced. I'm making a pick on every game, but not something that I really like for one reason or the other. 640 Eastern first pitch, Cubs at the Reds. Drew Smiley versus Vladimir Gutierrez. Vladimir Gutierrez with an almost nine ERA this year. That's in 26 innings, so it's not like it's in two starts. Versus Drew Smiley, who is uh, performed a little better than I project so far. Chilly night in Cincinnati will be in the low 60s, closing in the upper 50s. Model says it's relatively a toss-up game, maybe a slight lean to the Cubs. So I will take the Reds' first five at plus 105 and hope that Vladimir Gutierrez can lower his ERA. It's a low bar to ask given that his ERA is almost nine. I don't really like either one of these teams. The Reds offense is better than the Cubs offense. I'm going to assume that Drew Smiley cannot continue to pitch as well as he has so far. Not a pick I really like, though. There's no angle on this game that I think is extremely profitable. 7.42 first pitch, Tigers at the Twins. Elvin Rodriguez versus Chris Archer. Chilly night there in Minnesota will be starting around 62 degrees, closing in the mid-50s. The model thinks the Twins should be a minus 190 favorite, so I'll back the Twins at minus 183. I think it's a valuable play to make, but given the odds are so high, it's only a C pick for me. I don't want to invest almost four units just to win two especially because Chris Archer hasn't been good and his underlying metrics are actually worse than his ERA is. So it's one I just don't want to be too heavily invested, but I do think the Twins are the right side. I looked money line into this one, but given the Twins are the home team, I, I, it, again, it just doesn't offer any more value to me than the money line. So I'll just invest 1.83 units to win the one on the Twins. I think the Twins are the right side. I just, I just don't love the price. And the last one, 945 Eastern first pitch, Mets at the Giants, David Peterson versus Alex Cobb, a Giants team that I just cannot figure out one way or the other. So they're back in timeout for me here. A pitcher in Alex Cobb, who 
has an ERA that is pretty high, but his advanced metrics are fantastic. I really like him going forward versus David Peterson, who has a beautiful ERA. Of course, I don't think he'll be able to continue that. Still advanced metrics that are still good, though, puts him above average. So two good pitchers here. I would say under, but again, this ball's been flying out of San Francisco all year. And it's confusing to me because it's been – we talk about some of the balls flying out potentially because they're using the the, the non-dead balls, the balls from previous seasons. Uh, but it's flying out in San Francisco in ways that it never flew out in previous years. I don't quite know what's going on there. Um, it's not a situation where – you know, across baseball runs are down. And so we're just seeing a bunch of sixes in San Francisco and it's like, oh, well, games are getting over because they're getting to seven, right? I mean, games are going over and it's not even close. Um, there, you know, there's been a couple of unders, but it's just so many runs scored at that park. I don't know what to make of it. I don't, it, it's, and it's not just the Giants, right? Yesterday uh, gave up 10 runs. So it's, it's not, it's not like you can just say it's all the Giants bats. It's not all the Giants pitchers. I don't know what's going on there. Um, so I don't, I don't, have much of a feel either way of what to do with this team or that park. I'll take Giants team total over three and a half as a C pick. It's got a lot of juice on it, so I don't like it. But I don't want to go against Cobb. I think he's much better than his numbers indicate. And I don't really see a value on either side. So I'll just take the Giants team total over. Hope the ball continues to fly out. It's a high scoring game. And we can at least grab a unit there. A recap of my apex: Dodgers at the Nationals. I'm officially going Dodgers first five to win at minus 140. Orioles at the Yankees first five under four at even money. Guardians at the Astros. I'm going Guardians team total under three and a half at minus 122. And then Royals Diamondbacks just taking the Diamondbacks full game minus 106. That's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel jump right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. My friend Jake will be back with us then. Remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.